welcome back to the Entertainment Goes Pop podcast, where all things entertainment cross over with all things pop culture, meaning all topics are fair discussion, including TV, movies, music, sports, video games. All of it is discussed on this podcast. On this week's episode of the podcast, I'm going to continue the look back at Q&A panels of years past from the Superman celebration in Metropolis, Illinois. June is usually Superman celebration month over there, but due to the pandemic, it's been pushed back to July, but we're going to keep rolling with the June tradition of of the Superman celebration and have fun with these Q&A panels. Just a lot of fun to attend. These are Smallville themed panels here, so lots of Smallville spoilers here. If you do not want to know Smallville spoilers, you are not going to want to listen to this. You're going to want to come back to this later because there are major, major spoilers discussed on these Q&A panels. So let's start with 2012. This was the year that John Glover was there, who plays Lionel Luther, and we had Cassidy Freeman, who plays Tess Mercer. Such a fun Q&A, so many laughs. I laughed so hard through it. They had so much fun just messing with each other, and you could just see how much fun they have with one another and just how much they enjoyed working together. So let's go back to 2012 and check out this Q&A panel. So here we are, everybody, the 34th annual Superman celebration. Here's our big Q&A session with our big Smallville stars. Once again, John Glover, Cassidy Freeman. Thank you very much for coming out today. Uh, you've been in town, you get in last night, uh, today? Last, last night. night. Okay. You've had your first Q&A session, uh, or your first uh, autograph session. How did that go? Swell. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody treating you okay? No complaints? Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had a necklace crocheted for me. It was, it was great. It was awesome. Right here. Yeah, right there. Yes, thank you. I still am emotional about it. I am. She wept. She I wept. did. I guess the gift worked. That's great. I didn't get a necklace. You might want to start crocheting right now. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna have uh, Supergirl come through to uh, to answer some questions or to uh, have you ask your yeah. questions and everything. Uh, I do want to talk to you guys for, for a second before we get started. Now, we'll be handling a lot of the small wheel stuff out here, of course, but Cassie, I want to talk to you about Longmire a little bit because sure. Longmire just premiered and it premiered big, didn't it? There was over it's 4 it. million viewers for Cassidy's new series, Longmire. It was right. the, Thank you. Actually, the, the highest rated new drama and the most watched original series in the history of A&E, so it's got to be good, right? It is good. Yeah. It is good. Thank you. Yeah. How long have you been working on the series so far? Um, we shot the pilot a year ago. Oh, okay. And then we've been shooting the 10 episodes of, of this season since the beginning of April. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, so I'm still there. Excellent. Um, well, right. I'm here. Yes, sir. <laughs> but I'm there. But part of you is back there. Part so. of me is You're still part there. Of back there but... Part of me is still in New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, I, I was in LA a couple of weeks ago covering the Hero Complex Film Festival, and Peter Weller was there mm-hmm. doing a QA about uh, Robocop. And you've worked with Peter as a director. He came, yeah. He well, yeah. He came. I wasn't in that episode, but he came to uh, to New Mexico, and he actually plays a really cool part in the series as well. Have you have you experienced the Peter Weller experience yet? Oh yeah. Where you ask him, you know, what color shoes you're wearing, and half hour later you might get around to it. Yeah. He's, no, he's he's special. He's, he's an he's, original he's, guy. He's, he's, yeah. 
So, um, yeah, I did experience Peter Weller. <laughs> I was in Peter Weller's first play with him. You were? A play called Rebel Women down at the um, Public Theater in New York. It was uh, Peter Weller and Eric Roberts. It was both their first jobs. And they used to take uh, showers together in one of those little shinny, skinny shower stalls. Both their girlfriends were waiting for them after the show and they wanted to rush out, so they would be up in the sh stall together. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. They were in their early 20s, and uh, it was Four quite dogs. something to watch. <laughs> I love you, Dad. Very much. Yes. Now, theater, theater is a big thing for you, isn't it? I mean, 1972 is when you first started on Broadway, right? Was it 72? <laughs> I, you know, there was a play that, that nobody ever speaks of called The Selling of the President that was, that was before that. Oh, but okay. I just finished a run uh, Saturday night, a, a, a wonderful revival of um, Death of a Salesman that Mike Nichols directed, oh, wow. that starred uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Andrew Garfield, uh -huh. the new Spider-Man, which opens July, what, something? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Who goes out now with Emma Stone? Who people think I look like? Can you imagine them in a shower stall together? <laughs> Just imagine. It is it's all right. Warm in here. It is. It's getting hotter and hotter. By the way. Maybe somebody should ask them questions. <laughs> I don't know. This is actually pretty good right here. Isn't it? I did want to ask you one thing, though, because you got your Tony Award for Love, Lore, Compassion, and then you went on to do the film version. Yes. Um, Acting-wise, uh, when you're filling a, a, a theater on Broadway and you've got people all the way in the back row that you're, you're performing for, how do you alter your, or do you alter your performance when you're doing a film version and you've got a camera that can be this close? Yeah, you do. Uh... <laughs> but there's something about the play that was amazing because it was, you know, it was a, about a, well, I don't know, it was about a house, and, and, but there was no house in the play, so everybody imagined the house that they wanted the house to be. Mm -hmm. But in the film, there was a house, so it, the film didn't work as well as the play because the imag imagination got cut off. You like to go to live theater? Theater. But films are good too. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well I'll tell you what, let's uh, let's open up for some questions. So let's see some hands here. We'll start up towards the front. Uh, let's go with the fellow in the Superman shirt, so you can figure out who that is. <laughs> yeah, it narrows it down any. Thank you. <laughs> Again, I thank you guys for coming. It was really awesome of you. And uh, my question is, uh, I read online that Michael Rosenbaum uh, on Smallville used to play a lot of practical jokes and he was a real jokester. Has he got either one of you, and if he did, please share. I can't tell those stories. <laughs> so the stuff you were telling before is okay, but now you can't talk about that, so it must, have, it must have been good. Well, I mean, you'd understand if I were able to tell you why I couldn't okay. tell you. We'll take this conversation. But he me. likes to skinny dip. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> In hotel pools. But late, late at night. Uh, 
do, do you, uh, Cassidy, do you have any uh, stories about uh, Michael being I didn't in meet a Michael <laughs> Rosenbaum. I didn't meet him until we shot the finale. Fully um, so, clothed, was he? No comment. No um, he was clothed, actually. I don't think I got the same amount of pranksterism that that maybe dear old dad did, but um, I think I also tried to get him a couple times because I heard how much of a prankster he was, so. But yeah, short-lived. But, he's, but he, what, what he does by those kind of jokes and having fun, it, it, it makes his performance very alive and, and wonderful and working with him because of that sense of humor that he's got and that devilish sense is, uh, he's, a, he's a terrific actor to work with. And, and we had a great time playing together. And that's what we did. We played with each other. But not <laughs> you know, Next you, question. You really have to go. Good night, everybody. No, no, no. No, you really have Thank to. Thank you, Metropolis. They have to wash their minds out with soap, as my mother used to say. You are so filthy minded. This is terrible. Smallville was a family show. I'm really disappointed in all of you. I want to first of all thank you so much for coming. It's great to have the people who portray the characters that we love so much come and be so great. So, thank you very much for being here. I've enjoyed both of you immensely on the show. My question is uh, for Mr. Glover. You did such a great job bringing Lionel to life and having that sinister mode and, you, and then you had the redemption becoming a mentor to Clark. But when you played Lionel from Earth 2, you uh, you had a different um, sense about you. You were you were evil again. But were there was there anything specific that you did to differentiate your Earth 2 Lionel from the original Lionel Luther? I think what it was was my confusion about who I was supposed to be. <laughs> so you just saw a confused actor up there. <laughs> came off very well. I thank you. I didn't understand the logic of it or so I guess that's what you saw was was that. But well, I'm glad I fooled answer. you. Yeah. What an honest answer. It was an honest yeah. answer, yeah. You could have just waxed poetic and you didn't. You were just like I was confused. Yeah. Um, part B to the question that was just asked. You were evil and you were good. Which was easier to play? Which one did you enjoy more? Well, I never saw myself as evil, actually. I tried to, I tried, and maybe that's what confused people so much. I, tr I tried to look at it that Lex was a, my son wasn't as strong as I needed him to be, to carry on the line. So I was trying to give him tests to make him stronger, which is why I gave him the shock treatment. <laughs> Basically, to strengthen him. You understand, right? But but the one the one attempt that they that they made to write Lionel as a good person, basically, it was when I was in prison. Do you remember that section when I was in prison? And all of a sudden they really they tried to write me good. And it didn't work. And it was one of those storylines that they would occasionally, you know, just sort of drop. So it never got finished or anything, but it's because it wasn't working. So it was it was better than when they wrote me bad and I found ways to trick them and be good. <laughs> <laughs> Keep away 
away with that. Keep the writers confused. <laughs> yeah, confusion's good if you just give in to it. So when the, when the show was originally conceived, uh, it was written with a, a five-year story arc in mind when it was originally conceived, and then it went past that point and sort of went into new territory and everything. Yeah. Um, how much input did you have creatively, or, or did you did you take opportunities to say Lionel should do this, Lionel wouldn't do that, or were there storylines that you pushed to say I think we should go in this direction? No, no, they came up with I mean all those wonderful things uh, themselves. The one thing I kept telling Alan Miles is when they get rid of me, I think really that Lex should kill me. That, that so then he'd have to no, deal no, with no, no, patricide no. for the rest of his life, you know. So. Yeah. I don't know if they were planning that, but, but that's indeed what they did, so I was thought that was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, how about you? I mean, you, well, both of your characters actually aren't an established canon. Of course, Smallville sort of had its own, its own little history or place in the uh, DC universe that it created for itself, but um, what did, uh, did you guys bring to it? You didn't feel hamstrung to have to be Clark Kent or, or Lana Lang or Lois or anybody like that, no established characters. So you, you were free to to kind of create these guys yourself. Right? I'm sure for both of it was very freeing. Yeah, I had no, no, I could do anything if I wanted. <laughs> what upset me was when they started asking me to uh, to shade in my uh, my white here and my beard and make it uh, darker. I thought, no, wait a minute, older men can be sexy. <laughs> clapping right now. Yeah. So I did it, but, you know, not happily. But when I came back for that tenth season, I said, no, no more mascara on my beard. It was, it was really freeing to play someone that wasn't in the comics and wasn't in the mythos because, um, I don't know, I think it made her more human. She could change her mind more often. I feel like characters in, in comics and in stories that are written specifically in the genre are either light or they're dark and they sort of have to follow that storyline whereas Tess could go all over the map and um, and it was that was just how she was. So that must have been a lot of fun to be able to play all those different sides of that same character Absolutely. because there wasn't a straight line for that character yeah. really and you just never knew. Were you surprised with the directions that they took the character at times? I mean you'd get a script and sit down and go okay I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I think I was surprised sometimes, but I also was excited about it. You know, she couldn't stay that like hard staring, cold, makeup wearing <laughs> the whole time. Sorry. <laughs> she couldn't stay that the whole time. You can say that word on TV. Um, it's female dog. Uh, but, but she couldn't stay that the whole time. She had to change, so um, I, I was excited for it. How, how, uh, did they tell you right away that you were my daughter? No. When did you find that out? Um, season 10. Did that excite you? Yes. <laughs> they dyed my hair red, though. You know? Did that excite you? Yeah. Not as much. <laughs> I'm gonna give these guys a minute. I'll understand. <laughs> we had a very unhealthy father-daughter relationship. I don't know if you remember. It was quite fun for me. Hi. Hello. Hi. Tessa's story arc was one of my favorites, especially in season 10 with her redemption and how Clark helped her to redeem all the things she had done in the past. Yeah. But she's also had a, a whole history of 
in those just those three short scenes, you had a whole history of things happen to them. What was your favorite angle that they took with Tess as far as her storylines? That's a really great question. I loved in season eight when I got to go back and do um, the season where you saw me in the past with me and Justin Hartley. <clears throat> and then what I loved about season 10 was actually Little Lex. Um, I loved being able to be sort of motherly, and I think that that instinct in her brought out more of her redemption and more of her humanity. Um, and I loved getting to work with those little actors who I wanted to squeeze their faces because they were so cute. I want to squeeze your face too. It's too hot for that. Talk about some of the stunts and, and the effects stuff that you guys had to deal with because um, there's with that type of show there's always that sort of stuff going on that you've got to either do stunts yourself or have somebody step in for you. How much of your own sort of stunt things did you do? I watched uh, Cass work her own episode where you were kicking the, the da 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 off the. She she uh, she was amazing. She was like a stunt woman herself. She was just uh, so athletic and. Um, Sexy and it's just amazing the stuff she can do with her body. I was worried about the B word. Um, thanks, thanks. I did, I did do a lot of it because it's, it's better if you can do it. Yes, you know, it's always and, better. Uh, the only stuff that we really had stunt doubles for that I had stunt doubles for was stuff where I had to like fly through the air and land at a desk that shatters. But like a lot of the scenes where I was being thrown across the room, like when Davis slaps me and backhands me and I go flying across into the wall, that was me. Wow. So it was fun, but we had great stunt coordinators and you know, they made oh, sure that everything was The stunt was people were amazing. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I watched myself be thrown from balconies and things. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite and they amazing. really do that. Oh yeah, yeah. They're like, just throw a mattress down there to catch me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. Is that kind of a surreal experience to see yourself go flinging out of a window or something? Oh, yes. <laughs> it's. But it's hard too. It's hard to. Sorry. Well, we had a. I mean, we had a couple of stuntmen that were hurt very. Well, I mean, one was hurt very badly. I don't know if you yeah. remember when the when the cable broke and the, it fell how many stories down? Ten. Yeah. I mean, that was. Yeah. That was very dangerous, and then uh, and then Schneider's uh, uh, double once in a uh, thing in the kitchen. Uh, uh, he went into the end of a cabinet and really, uh, uh, you know, cut his ear. I mean, they, I mean, just stopped. I mean, he laid there. Usually, they get up pretty soon, and he just laid there because he knew that he'd Something really been hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a stunt girl break her face. <laughs> on the camera, on the matte box. This is really fun stuff to talk about, huh? I'm all, did you really hurt herself? But, but some of these things are very, very dangerous. So, yeah. I mean, when it's, I mean, there, there's a lot of uh, attention and, uh, you know, they go through them, the, you know, the moves and moves and moves. So there's yeah. a, when, when you're about to see a stunt happen, it's, it's uh, it can get very tense, tense on a set, yeah. My question is for Mr. Gullo. When you did that episode when you and Clark changed bodies, was it hard to act like Clark? Yes, it was. I, you know, I'm used to, you know, being one... He did me great, and I couldn't... It was very hard for me to be... Uh, sort Not simple is the word, I guess, or pure, or just to do nothing. That's true. I kept wanting to do things all the time, to... 
And they kept saying, no, no, Tom doesn't really do anything. He just... <laughs> well, he doesn't have to. That's why he was so wonderful as Clark Kent. He was, was born there that was, way. There was just this this still wonderful thing and I was I was busy I'm a, you know I call myself a propaholic you know I'm always looking for things to do and he just was so simple and pure and that was the problem that I had it was it was it was I surprised myself how difficult it was for me and he just found mannerisms for me and was uh, I thought it was heaven yeah so wasn't he great in that episode yeah. Yeah. From an actor's standpoint, I mean, being able to do with with episodic television like that, Smallville is kind of unique in the fact that you have opportunities like that to step out of your character because yeah. your character has different arcs and things, so there's a little movement. But to be able to step out to actually try to ape another actor mm -hmm. and try to create that—that's that's kind of unique for a show like Smallville yeah, yeah. for an actor to be able to. Do and that. that's what I mean. There were all these things that the writers came up with that were so inventive and wonderful uh, for for us all to do. Yeah. I have a question for both of you. Have you ever seen any of the other Superman series or the comic books? And did you, if you read the comic books, did you like them or the other series? Well, when I was a kid, I used to watch the 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 original Superman on yeah. prime time. I mean, I I'm an old guy, so I remember that one. And I did, used to do plays with Chris Reeve up at Williamstown, so those movies were wonderful. I didn't read the comic book though. You I watch Superman. I, you know, I have two brothers. One of them is actually named Clark, and um, isn't that weird? Yeah, he really was creeped out watching me on Smallville. Because <laughs> I'd be like Clark, and he'd be like. Oh. <laughs> it was weird for me too, though. Um, Tom really liked to make fun of me for that, and um, my my eldest brother, Crispin Freeman, is a voiceover actor. Um, for a lot of a lot of animation, and so sometimes I'll get inspired by him, but um, but I wasn't really. I mean, I watched the movies. I think like anyone did, but I didn't read the comics. So you, you mentioned your brother Clark. Now you guys produced and acted in a in a film together, right? We did, yeah. Uh, what was your uh, What was your impetus to get into the uh, producing? Just to create your own product, to create something that you could you could start mm -hmm. in? Or? You know, we kind of shared the the producing. Thing. He was more of the after the post producer. He dealt with right. things after, and I was more of the on set producer because um, I'm sort of a mom in that way, and I like to take care of people. And I knew that it was a really low budget film, and I wanted to make sure that it was basically a, a horror film that a friend of ours from college wrote, and we got all of our theater friends from college because I went to school. I went to theater school. We got everyone together, and we um, we made a movie in New Hampshire for three weeks called uh, Yellow Brick Road. Called Yellow Brick Road, and. Um, and so I, I, I produced so that I could be kind of in control of making sure that everyone was fed and everything was safe and, and taken care of. But it was, it was a lot of responsibility, but really fun. So now having that double duty of producing and, and lead actress as well, yeah. was, that, was that like really daunting for you or was it just another day at the office? Um, it was <laughs> just another day at the office. Um, I think because I didn't have to answer to someone I didn't know. Like, I didn't have a director I didn't know. Um, the directors that directed that um, had been directing me since I was 18. So there was a language between all of us, and we had the script well in advance, and we actually spent an entire week at Middlebury College 
rehearsing the, the movie as if it were a play. And so we were really comfortable with it. So I felt like I had enough energy to devote my time to two things. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so uh, John, uh, producing-wise, do you have you gotten any producing? Are you interested in that to produce theater or do any directing? No. Just, just straight acting. There you go. You, you know what you want, and you go for it, and you like it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and John also noticed that all the way in the back, in the very middle, there's a young fellow that's had his hand up for quite a while. So let's get back to him back there. This question is from Mr. Glover, and I wondered if you uh, liked being in Smallville or Gremlins 2 better, because I think you did a phenomenal job in both. <laughs> Uh, I had a great time doing both of them. Um, I had to commute to Vancouver to do Smallville, and uh, we shot Gremlins 2 at Warner Brothers, which was just about 15 minutes from where I lived. So uh, that made a bit of a difference. Because <laughs> uh, Smallville was seven years, and <laughs> anyway. But my favorite scene in Gremlins 2 was when I put the gremlin down the paper shredder. <laughs> with all that green gremlin goop. <laughs> it's a fun movie. I had a great time doing it. Yeah. Uh, another one of your films, a, a holiday classic shown in my home every year is Scrooge. Scrooge! Yeah. Yeah, you are, you are awesome. I love that movie. Yeah. It's got so much heart to it and everything. Yeah. You play such a rat in that. I mean, it's... Uh, yeah. yeah, a piece of L.A. slime, I think they refer to me as. Bryce Cummings. Yep. And people's... Yeah, but I gotta tell you, Bill Murray was so generous to work with. He's just terrific. And he's just, uh, there's a movie that's gonna come out soon where he plays Roosevelt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we should all go see that and support Bill Murray, because he's terrific. And my friend Elizabeth Wilson is in it, who just turned 91. So we should go support Elizabeth Wilson, too. Yeah. Hi, um, I'd say I love both of you guys. I'm from, I drove here from New Jersey to see you guys, so. That's a long drive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So my question is, um, you had said that you watched the old Superman movies. Um, I know they had a lot of special guest stars on Smallville. Who was your favorite to work with and why? Well, you know, uh, Chris Reeve did a, a, a couple of episodes, uh, you know, when he was uh, in the wheelchair. And it was uh, because I'd worked with him when he was uh, before his accident. And it, it was amazing to see how um, I guess spiritual he had gotten about work and life. So it was quite uh, quite an eye-opening experience. So I would say Chris, Chris Reed. Yes. Okay, I have a huge This is the Luther celebration, by the way. <laughs> this is no longer the Superman celebration. Uh, my question is for Cassidy, and my thing is, okay, I love Luther, the episode went through a lot, and I wanted to know, um, how did you prepare for Test Earth 1 as opposed to Test Earth 2? And how was it kissing Tom Young? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm just daydreaming about that. Um, he's tall. And um, he's very gracious. Um, it was great kissing Tom Long. There's nothing wrong with kissing Tom Long. I recommend it to all of you. And it's funny because, <laughs> here, I'll bring him here. I'm all, copy that. Um, 
Earth to test, that was a really good, that was, it, it's a good question. I talked to um, our writers and producers about that actually. And I saw Earth 2 Tess as kind of like um, a brat. I saw her as kind of like a rich girl, um, like gossip girl, you know what I mean? Like she got everything she wanted and she knew what she wanted and she didn't have a great relationship with her dad. And, um, and she, uh, she was kind of a, a little younger, I think, and a little less immature, a, less, a little less mature is how, I, is how I tried to play her. Hope that came off. Um, yeah, good. No, we were angry with each other. You were upset that I was sleeping with my brother, which is weird. And then, um, who's named Clark, even though my real brother's named Clark. You understand the levels now of how weird this job was for me. And remember I like slammed the thing down and we fought and... Where were you? <laughs> you loved Clark more than me. Remember the photograph and I slammed it down? You were drunk, it's okay. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. All right, let's have, a, let's have another question. Who is it better to work with, Lex or Tom Welling? Because I bet every girl in this whole stadium, this tent right now, would rather work with Tom Welling. You. That's a pretty good bet, I think. I think you're going to make your money on that one. You could have more fun with Lex. That might be true, actually. I'm telling you. Um, uh, did you like uh, your part a lot? Both of you guys? Did you like your part a lot? I loved my part a lot. <laughs> yeah. Some days. Other days you wished you had my part? <laughs> Some days I wished I had your part. I had a good part. You did. Yeah. You had a really good part. See, when this comes out on DVD, we'll have the... Did uh, you like your titles. part? I liked my part a lot. I did. A lot, a lot. Are you an actress, Haley? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? What do you want to be? Um, a gymnast. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> what if you get really tall, though? See, I wanted to be a gymnast, and then I was like an Amazon, so that didn't work out. What's your backup plan? Okay, cool. <laughs> I think you got a little bit of time. Maybe a veterinarian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This this guy over here has had his hand up a little bit, so let's uh, let's get you uh, get you going. I wonder what uh, what's your thoughts as far as your pickering back and forth between uh, your son <laughs> uh, Lex uh, that you'd have to do over and over again. Uh, throughout the series. Well, like I say, because Michael's Michael, it, it was fun. I mean, we both realized that sometimes we'd repeat ourselves, but, you know, he found a way. He, he's very inventive. When it was happening sometimes, especially in the beginning, it, would, it could be sort of infuriating because, but then I realized, oh, no, 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 he's no he knows exactly what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. So he, I mean, we, we found a way to play. Fun, it's fun to watch. Yeah, we had a good time. Yeah, I miss him. Okay, one last question down in the front row here. What's your guys' favorite episode? <clears throat> Oi. 
Uh, you're like 140. It said I was in 145, which I didn't realize. I think you remember the one where uh, Martha. Uh, I have to rescue Martha. Yeah, that was fun to do. I don't know if I watched it though. When it was it was it any good when it was on? <laughs> Yeah, I was just angry for that. <laughs> but that, that was a, a lot of fun. <laughs> I liked um, being a zombie, and I liked, yeah, right? And I liked killing zombies with my samurai sword. <laughs> what? Where was, when was this? You weren't there. <laughs> this started as a family drama. It was so fun. They were like, okay, you're gonna be a zombie, and you're also gonna kill some zombies. We need to do some samurai sword training. And I was like, copy that. <laughs> yeah, and then there was a scene where I was in the hospital right when I was becoming a zombie, and Erica and Tom came in, and they had, and they didn't, we didn't really talk before the scene, and they came in to me in a hospital bed, and Erica was gonna ask me questions, and Tom was like, just give her a second. But I turn around, zombified, and like, freak out, like blackened out teeth, I'm like screaming and gnashing, and it was pretty gnarly. And after they yelled cut, Tom was like, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> he was frightened, I think I freaked him out a little bit. That, and then there was an episode where Chloe threw a, I always like the ones where I die, um, where Chloe threw the, the, the needle in my heart, Uma Thurma style, and, and I came back. She killed me to save me, and then saved me to save me. And uh, that was fun too. She had healing powers, right? Yeah, but I think she'd lost them by then. She had to do it with a needle in my chest. And then I had to wake, adrenaline, I think it is. Anyway, I like those episodes. So there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been one of the weirdest panels that we've had. That's a wrap for 2012. I loved Cassidy's line of, this is now the Luther celebration. I love that line, I thought that was fun. Just such a fun Q&A panel, so many laughs. I laughed so hard and I can hear myself laughing all over that audio because it was just so much fun, so many laughs. And another uh, side story, you heard the little boy that asked John Glover just this awesome question and just such a complimentary response you know of how how he said he was phenomenal in the role uh after after the q a panel they both went over to the superman statue and took their pictures in front of the superman statue as john glover was about to walk away uh you hear the voice of the little boy again he says thanks for answering my question and john turns around and looks and the little boy is up on the shoulders of his dad and John comes over and he's like, oh, hey, you know, he comes and walks over and says, oh, hey, you're the one that asked the question, right? And he said, well, thank you very much for asking that question. That was a very good one. You know, just just such a fun moment. I really enjoyed that. So now we're going to jump ahead one year later to 2013 with a panel of Alejandro Giuliani, who played Dr. Hamilton on Smallville, and Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex Luthor on Smallville. If you've never been to a Q&A panel with Michael Rosenbaum, you're in for a treat. You know the energy you're going to get, the fun you're going to have. It's going to be wild and it's going to be fun. 
and he's going to be roaming and actually when i first picked this out i wondered it's like is this going to play as well audio wise because you almost have well you really have to have a lot of visual to see just the antics that are going on and i tried to cut it in a way to where it would anything that wasn't that really relied on the visual i tried to kind of cut out in this anything that was audio wise i'd left in so uh but yeah it was just so much fun if you've never been to a michael rosenbaum panel before you really need to because you're gonna have a blast and he's gonna be a lot of fun i just loved him and alejandro giuliani they were just so much fun they had a blast up there with the q a panel so let's go right into it first up yeah, there he is, Alessandro Giuliani. Hello. Alessandro Giuliani! Come on, Michael. And of course, you know this guy, Michael Rosenbaum. Here he goes. Hey, thank you for having us in Metropolis, Illinois. This is fantastic. How many Superman fans are there? How many Lex Luthor fans are there? Why isn't there a Lex Lutherville or something? <laughs> or Alessandroville? Alessandroville. Every town is Alessandroville. Alright, this is fun. Isn't this Alessandroville? This is fun! People want to hear us. Why? In real life, nobody cares what I say. No, it's but true. today, today in Metropolis, they will hear from us. You are king, sir. You are king. Thank you. And you are my queen. I set myself up for that one. Huh? You absolutely did. We are in the Midwest. Yeah, I'm from Indiana. You know, Evansville, an hour and a half away, two hours, Indiana. And what's your name again, sir? Steve Kirk. Give it up to Steve Captain Kirk over here. The rest of the day, you refer to him as the captain. You take it, you take it. So you guys, uh, now of course this is your return, your triumphal return to Metropolis, yes. right, Michael? Uh, have you been uh, walking Alessandro through the uh, through the path, the corridors and everything, to no, show him the ins and the outs and everything? You're gonna have to speak into the microphone. No, you don't do anything for me. I, uh, I didn't show I you. you to show me the ropes. I didn't show you where the blackjack table was last night. He sort of pointed in that direction. Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit. Let's go back a little bit. Talk a little bit about Smallville. Uh, so a, lot of, a lot of people here probably remember Smallville. Now, Michael, of course, you, you were in since day one. Alessandro, you came in kind of late in the game here. Sure did, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. But, but even at that, uh, when uh, Alessandro, when you came on the show, uh, how did they treat you? Did they bring you in as one of the guys? Did you have any, any trouble kind of getting your wheels under you, getting used to working with the cast, or do you uh, oh. fall right in? tuned machine by then, you know, they were, uh, I came in in season eight. Eight. I, think, I wasn't uh, there. No, Michael wasn't there. They were all really relieved about that. I was like, <laughs> his, his, his reputation proceeded. Everyone was, oh, Michael came out. Uh, no, they were, it was a great bunch. A great crew. I was welcomed into the fold. It's, uh, you know, when I saw him, I was like, uh, do I know him? And then my friend's like, he was on Smallville, and I'm like, have I lost my mind? I don't remember. 
bro, how can I not remember this guy? He was on the show. Yeah. But I, I never saw you either. Exactly. Though. I never I saw you. You were either. Yeah. I'm sure you did a lot of research before. Yeah. You watched all seven seasons. I googled it. Yeah. You yeah, googled sure. it. I googled you. <laughs> I'm googling you right now. He's all googly eyed. So what about coming back to the show, Michael, after you had been gone for a few years? How was that uh, getting back uh, to that? It was pretty uh, fantastic. You know, I did seven... What? Finally, she says. Uh, I did 162 episodes. That's a lot of episodes. I seven years. So I said, you know, I wanted to go off and do other things and have fun. I directed my first movie. Everybody that needs to see it is my fans, small little Superman fans. You gotta go see the movie. I directed Marina Backroom from V and Homeland's in it. It's nice. a funny movie. You promise you're gonna go see it? <laughs> Nobody over here clapped. I mean, <laughs> old days. Follow me on Twitter. We'll, we'll talk, we'll chat. But when I came back, where the hell were we? <laughs> no, when I came back, it was, it was crazy because. Uh, the fans demanded it, and I knew that Lex had to come in at the end, and I figured seven years was enough. Aren't they going to end the show? But no, they had to keep going. And going, and going. For me. For you! Alessandro, if it wasn't, if they didn't keep going, you wouldn't be here. I'd be talking to no one. Which is okay by me. I talk to myself all the time. So, I knew I had to go back, and, but I just said, you know, I can't shave my head again. So I remember they weren't expecting it. They were asking me to come back. Finally, I called them a week before the finale. And I go, hey, it's Michael. They're like, uh, hey? I'm like, listen, I got next Friday open. Uh, I'm not going to shave my head, because why would I do that for one episode to have six months of hair growth after that? Uh, you know, you got me all of Friday. Even if it's a 24-hour day, let's do it. So the next thing you know, they're frantically writing, and uh, I fit, got fitted for a ball cap. And uh, I already have a big head, and it added like a quarter of an inch, so my forehead was just really immense. Co cone head? I thought you called me a coke head. I don't do drugs. These kids have no idea what we're talking about. I'm like, this is boring. He's like, Coca-Cola? What? Anyway, I came back. It was the best thing I could have done. I'm glad I did. It was the way to end the series. I still think, why didn't they do a Smallville movie? Why didn't they do that? So you guys both, you still got a little bit of superhero stuff going on, though, because you've both done voice work. Marvel DC kind of mashup up here because uh, of course you played Gambit, right? You did the voice for Gambit. Yeah, Gambit. Um, and of yeah. course uh, the Flash on the So you know, you guys do like arm wrestle or something so we can finally get the answer to that eternal question, Marvel or DC, you know? DC! Maybe we'll voice wrestle. When uh, the um, the, the Batman Dark Knight movies, the animated ones, came out that Andrea Romano did the voice uh, casting for. I talked to her when, uh, when those came out. And she always talks great things about the actors and the process and all that sort of stuff. So I've heard her talk great things about the actors. I'd like to talk to both of you. Did, have you worked with Andrea before? No, I okay. think. But you have, right? She's, Andrea Romano. Yeah. She's won like eight Emmys or something. Oh, yeah. She's, she's incredible. But it, she, yeah. Her personality is just off the chart. She's really, really warm and genuine. But she has awesome things to say about all the actors that she works with. Um, but what do you think about Andrea? What was the process like working with her and getting these gigs? 
you've actually booked you a few times, right? She's employed me a lot. Yeah. I mean, her and Bruce Tim, I did voices for Batman and Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond. They'd say, just do your impressions for this character. So I do a Christopher Walken for a character. I do a Kevin Spacey for Dead, Dead, Dead. Deadshot. Deadshot. Thank you. You know my work. I don't even know the character. Deadshot. I did the Kevin Spacey, you know, I did this whole thing on Kevin Spacey. No, you listen to me, Batman. And it was fun, and she would just let me go off. And that's the great thing about voice acting, you can elaborate on that. You don't have to, you don't have to shave, you don't have to shower, pretty. you can, you don't have to wear pants if you don't I want to shower. <laughs> you didn't shower? No pants? No, sometimes. Oh, sometimes. I, most of my best work is without pants. Alessandro and the Traveling Pants. I like that. It's a new movie. You should do that. Uh, you both have got a strong fan base. Uh, you, on the other hand, you've got kind of like this this big volume of fan bases. You've got the the Smallville guys, but you've also got the Battlestar Galactica yeah, guys, so right? We all, the yeah. Battlestar Galactica fans yeah. as well. Yeah. And of course, Fringe, Continuum. You've got kind of this kind of this sci-fi thing going on here. If it shoots in Vancouver, I'm on it. I'm all over that. Can I get your autograph? You've been in a lot of stuff. I have, man. I have it's a real professional. You are indeed. Hey, you know, and something I noticed too, uh, let's talk a little bit about your music too. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, because what you may not know. Uh, let's see. Learn something new. I speak eight languages as well. I'm an international man of history. Sprechen Sie etwas Deutsch? Jawohl. Oh, see. I wasn't German. Das ist verboten. Vermissen mich. Come si chiama? Ich bin Müller. We'll put the subtitles in. Don't get over. What's going on? What was the question? We're talking about you and your music, because I noticed that you actually, you actually, you actually had some tracks that were heard on both Smallville and Galactica. So, what's up with the music? Okay, well, what's up with music is that's actually what I'm trained to do. Acting is like a total. I'm a charlatan. This is all like I just pull it out of my. Uh, I trained as an opera singer many years ago, and I realized... So did you! Where did you train? I trained in my pants. That was the problem, you needed to take off your pants! Freedom! Freedom! Do not take off your pants, ever. Never. I mean, unless you have to go to the bathroom. I'm not taking my pants off! So yeah, I, music is actually what I feel most, uh, like I have the most expertise in. Uh, and it was great singing, like getting to sing in that one Smallville episode was a hoot with Cassidy. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. Sing something, sing something. Yeah, go ahead. Just a little, just a little Elvis. Oh. I was a hard drinking sir. How do we do? How do we do? Metropolis, you're gonna get that. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're gonna uh, get a few questions in as well, so let's get some hands up. Alessandro, who's got a question for Alessandro? You do? 
Sandro? Yes, sir. Here we go. All right. Hey. What's up? Hey, thank you. Uh, so, you know, everyone talks about how, like, past Superman actors show up in the new franchises, and you've got a part in Man of Steel. I do. So, how do you feel? I live in Vancouver, man. Everything is true, so I am in it. It's part of the contract. When they, when they want to shoot in Vancouver, they're like, hey, you got to take Giuliani, though. Anyway, yes, your question. So, yeah. so how does it feel to kind of be the torchbearer now? You're moving from one Superman franchise to the next? Well, let's be honest. Okay, so uh, uh, this is how the conversation went when uh, it was came down that I was going to be Man of Steel. My agent called me up. My agent said, uh, so they want you to be in the new Man of Steel, but your role, it's only four or five days, and your role is kind of like it was in Battlestar. I was like, I'm in, I'm in, whatever. <laughs> Just tell me where to show up. I'd worked with Zach before on Watchmen, so I knew like it was going to be like, so much fun, and it was. Um, the difference is that in Man of Steel, um, I provide vital exposition and tech talk for the main actors in the film. And, oh no, that's what I did on Smallville too, so actually. I just, he gets a part, they don't even ask me, in any Superman movie. Oh yeah, he was like Slither on TV. There's a lot to be said for being a big deal, but not too big a deal. Right? I think that was a stab. No, no, no. No? That was actually a comment. That was actually nice. I like his shirt. What is his shirt? That's you. Can, I know, I just realized that. Can, can I get one of these shirts? You made this shirt? That's a, that's a badass shirt. You didn't bring one for me? Take it off. You brought one? I'll see you later. And I got a, a picture for you. You got a question for me? Okay, yeah, Choose the question. You gotta let her do it. No, you do it. She, Tara, the, the question, Supergirl. And by the way, where's Dempsey? Dempsey? Stand up. Real quick, this is Dempsey. She played the young love when we were kids of the girl that Morena's. She played Morena back when as a young girl growing up in my movie old days. She came here today. Yeah. And she was terrific. So you'll see her. Wow. All right. My question. John Glover. I think I Somebody asked him about uh, you being a, a big jokester on the set and share a story about what you did. What are they, what it was the story? So, apparently he said... They don't want me to tell the story. Uh, apparently he said, when you're in the hotels, you like to wear your birthday suit. Wow. I don't know what that means. While, while swimming at night. Okay, so obviously John's a liar. <laughs> I can tell you some stories about that man. And as a professional, would you like to share something about John? Yeah, I, I would like to share something about John. All right, when I work with John Glover, put your hands behind your back. Now, working with John Glover, who played Lionel Luther, my father, who I killed in season seven, and it was justified. Yeah, it was a good death, wasn't it? Right out that window. See ya! You know what, Bushlex, so far. But John taught me a lot of things when I was in Smallville. Like, for instance, how to touch people. 
So day one, we're doing a scene, and I don't remember the dollar. And he's like, son. And normally, we'd be like, son, you must listen to me when I taught you this. But John would always just do one of these. And my son. I love you. I'm like, stop touching me. Why are you doing this? So, by about season four, I started to touch guest stars. I was really, he was really teaching me the ropes. I'd be touching kids. I was like, listen to me. And they're like, why is this dude touching me? But then I think they started to think, maybe he's just a really good actor. He's touching me. And he's like, if I know, I'm just being weird like John Glover. So I would start touching my dad. We'd have a touch DC. They have bets. Who was going to touch you first, father or son? So we'd go up to each other one time. Put your hand on my shoulder now. So dad. We both touched at the same time. And we just started laughing. But he taught me that. All right, get out of here. The power of touch. It can be really creepy, especially when your father does it. This little, hey, Terry, you gotta ask this little girl real quick. I mean, her arm is gonna fall off, and that's it. Um, did you guys, um, ever, um, do, like, pranks to each other? Yeah, 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 I put, uh, uh two giant pots of chili in Tom Rowling's toilet. <laughs> Overflowed. He walked in, oh my god! Now I'm looking at Dale, a big transpo guy, he's like, what's going on? Can I help you? He went with the joke, so he thought that he took a big, big challenge. So it was fun, good times. All right, give her that microphone. Good question. How are you? How did you do? How did you do uh, hit and run? How did you enjoy doing hit and run? You know what? Most of my jobs are from friends. Like my friend Dax says, "Hey, I'm gonna direct this movie. He did this movie called Brothers Justice. It was like a mockumentary, and it's like Bradley Cooper, me, and Tom Arnold, and, and then he made a real movie, Hit and Run." And he said, same guys, come back. And we did the movie and we shot it for a low budget, all in Los Angeles. And you know, that is the loudest noise, son. You are that bored, do you hear him? That's, yeah, unfortunately that's my this son sucks, doing that. This sucks. Bring Tom Bowen, your son. That's, that's my son, my wife. I, I guess I should have got him the cheap seats. Does Captain Kirk not teach you manners, son? When someone's talking, make that noise again. That's what I was hearing in stereo. Anyway, good. sort of rhythmic. It was kind of like the noise yeah. and getting you to doze off a little bit. Yeah, so it was meditation. Good. Oh, yeah, it's good. Pendulum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Oh, hey, run. So there it was. That was it. Yeah, that was it. It was fun. I was working with friends. I did it. I shot in LA for three weeks. And you know, when you're working with a friend, they're like, hey, would you mind doing some overtime? I'm like, sure, for free. I'm like, yeah, every day, even if you're not working. Uh, I guess. Okay. So that's what we did. I learned how to race cars, though, and do stunts. That was cool. Couldn't afford a stunt, man. Alright, Tara, take a walk. All the way to the back there. There's a fellow with the red and white Superman shirt. I want to hear Alessandro sing. That was nice, wasn't it? Alessandro could sing, man. I thought I could sing. Maybe you could get up on stage over at the casino or something and uh, do a little bit of karaoke tonight. Yeah, is there a karaoke bar in Metropolis? No. I can go to where? We got the Smallville oh, prom. Oh, prom. There was a Smallville prom. The uh, never went to prom. Never had a date in high school. No. Can, can we get a date for Michael for the prom? 
was, because look how handsome he was, you know he was just a... No, I went to an all-boys school, so... <laughs> so? I, I was a prom guy. This is 2013 It wasn't back then, Michael. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right, let's get our question in the back of the room. Go ahead, sir. We should Bye. do this all day, by the way. This is so much fun, isn't it? I can do this all day talking to these yeah. people. Yeah. Hi guys, I've come all the way from London, the UK. No! My first time ever, not just in Metropolis, but in the States. You are the best. So nice! Right. First of all, um, um, first of all, I just want to say thank you both very much for the awesome work that you've done on Smallville. Um, Michael, you, I could just have one epic mad crush on you right now. <laughs> You're right, it it's is a different time. Yeah. Well, we got your date for the prom anyway. So, yeah. I'll be, I'll you had a massage, because... I'll take you both, it's fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll date you both for the prom tonight, that's fine. Right. So, <laughs> you, know, you know, the night's young. <laughs> it is, it is. I never know. I agree. Um, the question I just want to put to you both, just over the course of the time that you both worked on Smallville, what was your fondest memory from the show? Well, I, I, I have less memory, so let me... What's that? I have some memory. I have less than you, so I'll go first. My favorite memory, without a doubt, was when I got to have an Elvis costume tailored for my body. The white jumpsuit with the rhinestones and the thing. That's got to be a highlight, maybe of my life. Maybe of my life. Uh, not just of the show. That was, without a doubt. Yeah. Did they let you keep the suit? No. Oh. You have to steal them. <laughs> I actually, I got the white suit, the president suit. Yeah, I might do a Kickstarter thing for the movie to try and get a theatrical release. I might sell that suit. I, got, I have the Zod coat, the cape that they made. Yeah. You have to steal it, you're right. I mean, I I, you had to steal that. I stole my leg, my fake leg from Battlestar Galactica. I did Your that. fake leg? Yeah, I, I got my leg amputated. How did you take leg. a fake leg out without them noticing? <laughs> Sneaky leg. Just, uh, uh, fondest memory. Yeah. Oh man, this is a tough one. Take your time, you know, six. Was it emotional for you it when was, it all ended? Me, when, when, like, oh, yeah. oh, you know what? No. Oh. Yeah, yes. When I left season seven, I didn't get really emotional. It didn't really hit me. I was like, you know, it was bittersweet. It was nice. But when I went back for the series finale, I realized the show is going to be over after this episode. And I was fine. I, I got the whole cast and crew sushi. We had a meal and we. we laughed and farted and whatever. <laughs> then at the, I don't know why I threw that in there, but you know. And at the end, I went to get the ball cap off and my makeup artist who was there since season one and she took it off and she cleaned my head up. And then I walked out, I gave her a hug and then as I walked out, I just go. <gasps> and I didn't know why, I'm, I'm not kidding. I just started crying. And she goes, oh my God, are you crying? <laughs> something come out of my eyes and I turned around and hugged her and just cried it out that was a great moment wow so, yeah. your so now you know Lex Luthor has a soft shot of her. yeah just one more thing um Michael just one more thing could you yes. just please say hello, hello to Clark for me please hello to Carl Clark oh I was like Carl <laughs> I'm gonna buddy Carl but I don't know 
Yeah, I will say hello to Clark for you. Thank you very much, Michael. I Thank will tell him he's got a date to prom tonight if he wants it. <laughs> Question from the middle of the room here now. Who in the middle of the room? Anybody got a question for these guys? Here we go, right up here. We got the uh, fellow with the ball cap right up here. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Stand up, sir. There it is. Go ahead. Okay, for Michael, you are by far the greatest representation on show, film, whatever it plays. I agree, go on. But, go on. <laughs> thank you for your question. But, thank you, sir. <laughs> this question has nothing to do with Smallville, but. How was it when you were working with the guys from It's Always Sunny for that one episode? You know what's funny about Sunny in Philadelphia? You guys watch that show? It's Always Sunny. Rob McElhaney, who's one of the creators, he used to sleep on my couch in New York. And then he offers me the, like one of the first episodes, and I'm like, that's it? One episode? You slept on my couch? You're a huge success. One episode, dude. Uh, but you know what? It was actually a really good time. They let me improvise. It was a fun character. I got to do something a little different. We shot downtown LA. They had no budget. It was their first season. They were great. They were great to work with. It was a lot of fun. I like, I mean, I like comedy. That's what I really love, so. Oh, what happened? Why is he crying? You're crying because you want to hurt me? We need to do some better parenting. <laughs> or get this kid a bagel or something. Sugar's really low. All right, guys, I'll tell you what, we've got time for one no! more. No! Right, no! Yeah. I'll give you two. Okay. Uh, two, questions. two more. Two questions. One for Alessandro, one for me. That's it. Okay. Who, who's next? Who, who's got the Alessandro question? Somebody in the back. Tara. Okay, Tara. Head towards the back. I see a hand up. You guys are a great crowd. This is fun. This is fun. He's, he's having a great thing. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Let's stand up. Yeah, you both stand. You have a cordless too? Yeah. Let's go. Come on. Go work a little, boys. Who's <laughs> <laughs> got a question for Alessandro? Um, I have a question for you. And you mentioned that you're really your your experience in music, and I was wondering how you ended up in acting, even though you're so experienced in music. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, it was a family business. That's how. If I wanted to rebel, I would have been an accountant or something respectable. That would have really, uh, you know, ticked them off. Question okay. for Michael. Where's, where's, our, where's our last question? Our last awesome question for the day. It's up to Tara. It's up to Tara. Who is Tara? Tara. Anybody Tara. Come over here? You got big red boots on And then I'll ask one question and then Captain will be done. I promise. One question, then I have a question. Go ahead. Who's got a question? Michael. Michael. Right here. Oh. It better be good. If this question isn't good, you boo him. <laughs> and then he kicks my butt. <laughs> Why were you not in the new man still? That's what because they suck. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that. But yes, you know what? 
I, you know, they ask me all the time, why aren't you like Luther? Like, I had a choice. Hey, why aren't you Captain Kirk in Star Trek? I don't know! Why didn't you work with Tom Hanks? I would love to do that! So anyway, in time, I'm only 40. Do you think 40's old, sir? Child. You need to start. I have one question for Dempsey, who is the young actress in my movie. Oh. What was the best part about working with Michael Rosenthal? That's exactly right, Alessandro. <laughs> Stand up. Don't be shy, you're an actress. How old are you? I'm 16. 16, and. How was it working with Michael Rosenthal? Well. How do you get out of like four? You know? It takes a long time to get this beautiful done. Really? I know. I know how that works. Yeah, try waking up and shaving your head every day for seven years, Tennessee. It is a long time. Um, so did you have a good experience? Was it your first movie? It was. It was great. Were you nervous? Very. Gun to your head. Honestly, was it fun working with me? It was awesome. I thought that was the most fun that we've ever had. Those two are just tearing it up. You guys just blew the roof off. Right. Here we go. So there is 2013. I really liked what was said there at the end because Cassidy and John Glover set such a bar of like the high bar of the year before of just entertainment with it and then we get to 2013 and this one is just as entertaining and just so awesome and i love that we had the tie-in of you know the moment from 2012 to where john glover was telling the michael rosenbaum story and then 2013 he got asked to tell you know a story about what john glover had said and then he went into telling a john glover story so just really really fun and uh yeah if you've never seen a michael rosenbaum q a panel i highly recommend it you're gonna have a blast you're gonna have a blast so he's he's really great with uh getting out and meeting fans and everything and if you've never listened to his podcast i highly recommend his podcast inside of you and he interviews a lot of people. This week he inter interviewed Laura Vandervoort again. Just another really good interview. The last time he had her on, it was just so, so, so good. And he just, he has a lot of great interviews. So I highly recommend going and checking out his podcast. I'm a YouTube watcher. I like watching it on YouTube where I can see the visual of it. So, but you can get it through your podcast where you can listen or jump on YouTube like I do. It's called Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. And I think you'll really enjoy it. He has a lot of great conversations with a lot of great people on there. So go check it out and you'll probably find some of your favorites on there that he interviews. So that is it for this week. Just a lot of fun to go back and reminisce on these Q&A panels and just hope to have a lot more of these 
Q&A panels to go to and enjoy and attend here in the future, hopefully in the very near future. So that is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. God bless. Have a great weekend.